Brooklyn's Radio. Loving events in Surrey. And I'm here at the Weybridge Town Christmas Market, a market organised by the Weybridge Town Business Group, and uh, over 30 stalls here outside uh, the Waitrose and down on Monument Green. And we're going to meet a number of the stall holders today. Brooklyn's Radio is here in force with Alan Bossom and James Pierce providing the public address as well. I'm now with Paul from Weybridge Town Business Group and we've got a really good event on today. How much planning goes into this? Well, there's loads of planning. I mean, we do two events really every year. So one in the summer, so our June summer extravaganza and then our winter Christmas market. We'd normally be in Baker Street, but this year we're on the streetscape. The streetscape was organised with public money in order to have markets there. Uh, And Jill, Sharon and I put together a market of around about 35 stalls. They're all from a local environment, so they all come really close to to Weybridge. Um, And it takes about sort of six months of planning to get to where we are now. But the final sort of two months are the hectic bit. So as soon as you finish one, you're planning the next? Yes, pretty much so. So we have some sort of embryonic dates for for, uh, for um, in the summer now. So hopefully uh, somewhere in June, somewhere between the middle of June, we'll have another one then. Uh, and we're hoping that becomes a Weybridge fair so that it collects together all of the things in Weybridge. Uh, we're very much about trying to make sure that people see the benefit that is in having a local town that really tries to bring all of its communities together. So the market is one of those aspects that we can have. Yes, and it's really good for the town, particularly on a day like today, which I believe is Small Business Saturday. Mm. It's good to support all of these uh, local businesses because it's not just shops, it's people who set up sort of one-man, one-woman businesses by themselves and then bring their stalls out here, isn't it? Yeah, and and the majority of people here are residents uh, as well, so they're people that want their community to flourish. And, of course, the last two years have been pretty tricky for every business. Um, And lots of people in the pandemic have found a way to be able to create something and be able to do and sell it locally. So so we have people like Silent Pool and that, which are obviously large suppliers. But we have people like Geminera here, which are local jewellers, right the way through to cake makers and people. There's a candlestick maker who makes it. That sounds like an old poem, doesn't it? But there's a candlestick maker who lives around the back here on Elm Grove Road. So he, in the pandemic, his dad used to be a candlestick maker and he now makes them and sold them here today. I think I might borrow some of what you said and use it in lyrics to a song or something. (laughs) But it really does show we have everything here in Weybridge, doesn't it? Well, I think we do. I think we have a community that cares. Um, And I think the last two years we've all hoped that we care a bit more. Let's hope that we've got a society that's a little bit kinder. But these sorts of things are opportunities where we can be together and we can just make sure that we're looking after each other as best we can. Absolutely, and it's really great to see you and really great to be part well, of the day you here. being here. Well, you're, you're great supporters. Brooklyn's Radio do that really well for us. So we really appreciate your professionalism and coming along too. Oh, we're proud to be part of it. Thank you, Paul. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Let's meet some stallholders now. And I'm now with uh, Rosie. And uh, Rosie is from... Uh, Pippa's House Nursery in Weybridge. Right, is that a new operation? It's a nursery that's recently opened six months ago. I myself joined the team in September. So we're a growing nursery. We have 30 children currently, but our numbers are growing. We have three rooms open. We have little boppers, big boppers and preschool. Oh, lovely. And so what age group are you uh, dealing with? The children I mainly look after are between the ages of three months to two years old. Right, and I see the nursery takes up to five, is it? 
Sorry? They take up to five years old. We do take up to five years old, yes, up to preschool. Right, and still uh, places available. There are still places available. We're a growing nursery, so come down and view the nursery. You're more than welcome to come and view the building and also check out our website. Great stuff, yeah. And uh, today, then, I see you're doing a bit of face painting. We're doing free face painting, and we've also made goodie bags and cupcakes to advertise the nursery in the local area, so people are aware of the nursery and to introduce ourselves to the local area as well. Okay, and uh, have you got uh, details online? We have details on our website. Our website is www.pippershousenursery.com. Right, well, thank you, Rosie, and the best of luck with the nursery. Thank you very much. It was nice to meet you. And I'm now with Matt from Dawson's Woodcraft with some amazing uh, wooden uh, objects here. And, uh, all made by yourself? All handmade by myself, yep. And where are you based? In Chelsea, so very local. Yeah, how long have you been doing this then? Uh, about five years, probably about two years full time. Yeah. So what made you start this uh, business? Uh, my dad was a carpenter, so uh, I was after university was working elsewhere, and then just a bit been doing it on my spare time, and then decided actually this is what I want to be doing. So I made the change and, and went to woodwork. Right, okay, so what, what, uh, we've got quite a few different things here. Can you describe some of them? Yeah, so we've got lots of chopping boards, all made of solid oak. Um, there's some serving boards, again, from oak, some um, candle holders, and there's a few bits and pieces of, um, of oak and resin, so it's just to make a little bit different of a resin river board. Yeah. All sort of things that we ideal for gifts for Christmas, I guess. Absolutely. This is the, yeah, perfect, it's perfect for a Christmas stocking filler or, or some for a... Uh, a good gift right yeah lovely lovely. and uh, what other stuff do you do um, so normally I'm a furniture maker so I do lots of, lots of fitted furniture bespoke made to fit in all sorts of spaces and odd angles and things that's uh, that's sort of my main, main part of it this is so you know if somebody wants a new bookcase or something like that you're the man exactly yeah bookcase wardrobes uh, fitted kitchens okay so if people want to get in touch how do they do that um, so my email address is matt at dawsonswoodcraft.co.uk that's the best way just to ping over an email and I'll get back to any requests right well thank you very much for talking to me today some lovely stuff here thank you very much Merry Christmas Merry Christmas I'm coming at you now with a mouthful of biltong because I am at the wonderful Billy Tong stool and I have just tried some of the peri peri biltong and it is really good how long have you been doing this for? Um, so I started the business about four years ago um, based in Cobham, um, focusing on the local community, and I work with um, the Ripley Markets, Cobham Market. We're doing the new Weybridge Farmers Market tomorrow, and then I've got Ripley where I'm doing Biltong and Hot Foods tomorrow, the Burrivals Rolls, and um, it's going from strength to strength, thank goodness. I can see you've got a lot of Biltong here. How many different meats do you use uh, for the Biltong? We've got the beef biltong and then we've just started a new venison range and we do the biltong in 16 flavors 16 is good and i'm now with major from uh, weybridge pottery we saw you a few months ago at the previous event in weybridge yes and um and you promised to find me someone with specific initials and i don't think you quite managed it no no that, it, was, that was some pottery that was made with the initials on wasn't that's it? right yes it's uh, one of my potters who I, I run classes basically here in weybridge and one of my potters had made herself some napkin rings for her wedding 
and she she has these napkin rings left over from the wedding with initials on them that she doesn't know what to do with. And I am literally prepared to give them to anyone with the same initials. You still got them? Have I still. Come, what are the initials then? Oh God, I'm not even sure what the initials are. Oh, well. They must be. They must be T T N. What What are the initials on the napkin rings, Lena? Can you remember? Can you remember what the initials on the napkin rings are? I think they might be T N. I think it might be oh, TN. Well, we'll, we'll have anyway, to inquire anyway, won't we? Yeah. So, so, uh, it's a, so you do tr- you train people in the in pottery and so on? Yes, I have about 18 students, um, and they do everything from come for lessons or they just use the studio and, and the kiln. It's quite, quite popular these days for people to make pots at home and come and use my kiln. Really creative, isn't it? And I think, you know, what with all the lockdowns we've had and other things and more people at home, people are looking at new things to do, aren't they? I found that during the lockdown, I actually had, you know, a massive influx of people. Um, it was partially because they wanted to do things at home. They had, you know, they, they had busy hands and all that kind of stuff. But it was also to do with all the other avenues that would be normal avenues for people to, to fire and make pots were... Um, evaporated basically they just disappeared so there they were stuck with these pots needed to fire them and they came to me right and you've got quite a history then of obviously uh, pot making I've, <laughs> I've been making pots for 60 years now so I've been you know I've been doing it all for a long time it's not it wasn't my career pottery um, I was in fact a statistician uh, but it was a hobby for the first 40 years and in the last 20 years since I've retired I've been making pots um, uh, you know and selling them at craft fairs like this Right, and there's quite a, a, a collection here of uh, different types of pots and things. You want to just describe a few? Okay, well, let me let me describe one of my most popular pots, which is what's called a swoopy jug. Why do I call it a swoopy jug? Because from the lip here, it swoops down and then up onto the handle and down into the, the bulk of the pot. And the idea is that the handle should look like it grew out of the pot, not that it was just stuck on the side. It also is functional, it's stronger, because there's more clay holding the handle on. And, of course, it's got a little thumb grip there. Um, it's all microwave-proof, so you can put gravy in that. Very, this would be a very typical gravy, gravy jug. goes in the microwave, goes in the fridge. Um, very practical, basically. Yeah. And you've got uh, plates and uh, all sorts of containers. Mugs, of course, very traditional for a pottery to make lots of mugs for people. This is my new overglaze, which is a a sort of speckled pale blue, a little bit of a red dot up here on the handle. And then I've got a a snowflake blue, which looks different depending on how you tilt up the pot. Very intimate affair, a, um, a mug, because basically from my hands goes to your lips. And it's one of my favourite things there. That's a very good point, isn't it, actually? And you got, I see you've got some miniature houses over there. Yes, that's right. You put a candle in there and sort of kind of Christmassy thing and, and, it, and the candle shines through the windows and it all looks quite cute. And a whole series of Banksy plates here, lots of tea lights, um, uh, diffusers, things for, you know, making the loo smell nice. Um, bargain of the week, only £5. Um, and then there are these uh, basil pot pot plumper. This, in fact, was won by Heather, who's about to arrive any minute today, to pick up the um, that basil plant pot holder, which she won in the annual Weybridge Craft Fair Christmas raffle. Right, well, thank you so much for explaining it all, Major. It's a marvellous store, really attractive. I'm sure people will get some unique gifts for Christmas. Yes, indeed. I hope so. Thank you very much. Thank you too. Bye now. Bye. That's Major from Weybridge Pottery. And I'm now with uh, Linda Burton uh, with her body shop stall. Hello, Linda. Hi. 
And uh, how long have you been involved with the body shop? Um, just over a year. I joined um, at the beginning of November last year. So I know you're all sort of independent traders, aren't you, with the with the brand? So uh, how did you? Why did you get involved in Body Shop? Um, in all honesty, I got involved because um, my son is clinically extremely vulnerable and had been shielding, and I was quite frankly going out of my mind being stuck at home um, for so long with him. So um, I joined to give me something to do so that I wasn't feeling quite so alone. Well, that's rather nice, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, so how do you sell? Is it through uh, sort of house parties and things? Yeah, we do um, house parties, one-to-one consultations. Um, every now and again, we'll do like a stall like this one um, that I'm at today. Um, and online via like Facebook or Instagram. Um, so, yeah. Right, yes. You've got quite an array of products here. What sort of stuff have we got here today? So... Um, one of our best sellers at present is the hand sanitizer because we all need it um, and the beauty about our one is that it's not sticky um, and it goes nicely into your skin and doesn't dry your skin out um, we've also got lots of Christmas gifts um, like from skincare gifts to um, we've got a snow globe we've got um, hair care um, hand creams um, so yeah, there's there's everything that's on the stool today, plus anything else from the whole catalogue um, can be ordered um, and then delivered. Lovely. If people want to find out more and get in touch with you, how do they do that? Uh, so you can find me on um, Facebook. My um, my group name is the Beauty Angel. Um, so uh, yeah, I can. That that's where where you can find me. Thank you very much indeed. Have a good day. Thank you, and you. So right now I'm joined by Charu from Weybridge in Bloom. And even though it's quite cold out here, you've got some lovely flowers here. Tell me about what uh, Weybridge in Bloom does. Weybridge in Bloom is a community group formed by the residents, local residents of Weybridge. And we have set up in 2018. We have been planting at different areas of Weybridge. And now we have... We are here at Christmas market at Weybridge today to sell some plants, do some activities with kids, free activities for kids. And this is the purpose to just encourage more people to join us. And then we are trying to raise some funds and getting a sponsor for our project so that we can do more planting and improve the local area for residents to enjoy. Excellent, because you see all these lovely stalls. And Weybridge, it's a lovely town. So it's really important to make use of the space that you have and make it look beautiful. So this is what uh, what Weybridge in Bloom is involved in. That is right. That is what we have been doing currently. We are planting bulbs in different areas. Namely, we have just done a community bulb planting outside the Flint Gate in Oatlands. And we are planting bulbs at the Monument Hill this next coming week. And the idea is to improve the entire Weybridge with a splash of colour. And I hope we have brighter spring this year. Well, I can see on your stool here you've got some hyacinth bulbs, and I absolutely love hyacinth. So can we expect to see a few more of these around? Yes, we have hyacinths today and cyclamens here, which we are selling today. And basically, I should also mention that it is 
Woodlock Nurseries in Hersham who are supporting us big time in this. They have donated lo- uh, five to seven trays of cyclamens for raising funds for Waverage and Bloom. So huge support from uh, the Woodlock Nurseries to Waverage and Bloom. Oh, wonderful. So thank you very much indeed from Brooklyn's Radio to the Woodlark Nurseries in Hersham as well. And you're doing a really good job here. It's really good to see the Christmas fair going, the Christmas market, and all the work that you're doing as well. So thank you for being a part of this. Thank you very much. Thank you. Anna, now at a very interesting stall, and uh, I'm with Janet. So Janet, what's all this about? Oh, it's really lovely to talk to you. Uh, name of our stall is Archie Tiggs. Um, and it's named after two cats. My friend had a cat called Archie and I had a cat called Tiggs and we were going to do this together but ended up me doing what I'm doing on my own. Um, but yeah, I, I, I make everything, everything's handmade. Um, I source all the materials myself and the designs myself. So we have lovely aprons and we have uh, peg bags, matching peg bags and... Um, oven mitts, lovely cushions, lots of stocking fillers as well, handmade um, Christmas decorations. This bit, this bit's for everybody. There's so many things here, aren't there? Such yeah, lovely things, isn't it? That's the main. It's quite eye-catching. It is. Lots of colours, different colours as well, and uh, all very, oh, very present as well. Some lovely cushions here. Mm. So, so you make these all yourself? Everything. Yeah, we're ba- I'm based in Rygate in Surrey, so I'm not a million miles away. Um, so, if, you know, whoever's listening, if they want to, I've got a website, it's www.architectsco.uk, and then that redirects you to my Etsy shop. So, they've been advertising on TV recently for Christmas and everything, so I'm there, I'm online. So, most, most of the stuff is on there. Right, are you, are you other people helping you with this? No, I'm a one man, I'm a one woman band. <laughs> my goodness me, you must be doing this all hours of the day, but you're very creative. Where do you get your ideas from? Oh, gosh. I don't know, I've always sewn, I've sewn and made things since I was really young and yeah, it started off really small and then it's just got bigger and bigger and bigger, so yeah, and here we are. And it's ideal for people looking for those unique things they can't buy anywhere else, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah, I agree, you know, especially the little stocking fillers, you know, usually if you go into a shop they're made in China or they're mass produced, you know, so everything's sourced locally and um and i've got my own studio in the bottom of my garden so lovely made with love absolutely yeah <laughs> so do you do you sell basically through fairs yes online and fairs but this is more i prefer this because it's on to one-to-one yes you can actually meet people and talk to them. because of covid and stuff we've all been locked away for a long time and it's just nice to get out here and talk to people mm. oh lovely to talk to you today yeah, you too thank you and I'm now with Kate from Silent Pool Gin, uh, a regular attender here at uh, the Waverish Market. Hello. Yeah, and welcome along. And, uh, well, tell us a little bit more about the business. Silent Pool, well, Silent Pool's based um, in Albury, the distillery's there. Um, it's been going for about six years now, um, and we're doing all sorts of different events around the sort of Surrey Hill area. And I know your gin is uh, rather special, isn't it? Very special, very special. Um, there's a whole, if you do the tour, there's a whole story behind the gin, the silent pool. And on the bottles, you can see there's the actual story of, of how it's quite a sad story. A lady drowned in the lake. Um, and then they, they, it's sort of King John, I think it turned out to be. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Yeah. And so and it's all to do with the whole silent pool. But it, the best thing to do is to go to the distillery and do the tour where they really will explain it all to you and all about the different botanicals that go into each gin. There's a lot in it, isn't there, actually, to make good quality gin? Yes, yeah, definitely. And uh, lots of different flavours? Lots of different flavours. You've got your our signature gin, the citrus or the rose expression gins, and then it goes into all our different cordials as well. Right, and Ken, a few Christmas present ideas here, I'm sure. Right, I think the one that's doing really well at the moment is the spiced red currant, because you can make it into a mulled gin. Yeah, rather than mulled wine. So you have it with um, hot orange juice and some mulling syrup, and it's really delicious. Well, it sounds lovely this cold weather, doesn't it? Yes, yeah. And a few stocking fillers. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. There's candles and lights and little sprays, all sorts. Something for everyone. Great stuff. Well, have a good day, won't you? Thank you very much. Thank Thank you. you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And I'm now with Kim of uh, French Collection. So uh, what's your stall all about? Well, it's quite an eclectic, uh, eclectic mix of um, French bronzes, French porcelain, all vintage. Um, I also do a lot of vintage bamboo furniture, um, Louis Cannes furniture, uh, cast iron garden um, objects like the Mad Frog. <laughs> which I'm afraid I'd love to show you, but being on radio, you can't. <laughs> it's got its legs, hind legs in the air. <laughs> mm, that sounds rude. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Yes. Um, and also taxidermy. Uh, oh, right. Which I always try to find exotic sort of birds and animals, and they've been selling very well today. Good, good. In fact, everything's been selling well today. Good. How do you source all these items? Well, I spend half my time in France, um, as I have a house there. So um, it's a little bit of pleasure and a little bit of business while I'm there. Sounds, it sounds there. good. You've got, obviously got an eye for the unusual as well. There's lots of great things that here. People are always looking for things that are a bit different. Absolutely, yeah. You always run out of ideas for Christmas and you've got some great ideas here. Well, they don't have to come much further than my stall because it's, we have it all. If right, they don't you, like that, they'll like something else. Yes. You know? Do you sell at markets mainly? I don't do a lot of markets. I just do a few Christmas ones and a few summer ones because I'm, I'm quite busy at other things as well. But so this it, is my passion. Yes, yeah, I can see that. So um, how do people get in touch with you? Have you got a website or...? Uh, yeah, sure. It's www.frenchcollection.net. <laughs> yes, dot net. You mustn't forget the dot net. <laughs> I'm sure if you Google French Collection, we'll get there anyway. Net. Yes, you will do. Yeah. yeah. Thank you very much for talking to Thank me. You. All the best. Have a nice day. Thank you. And I'm now with Andy at his candlestick stall. You're the candlestick maker, I hear. I am indeed. I'm, I'm candlestick maker number two because number one was my father. Oh, um, really? So it's, uh, you kept it in the family? Yeah, so... It started about 50 years ago and when I was a young teenager and it was my part-time job making them for my dad who used to do craft markets and ended up uh, having a shop uh, for many years. Right, OK. And so, so what sort of skill is there involved in making candles, really? Uh, well, actually, most of them, apart from the Christmas tree one, which we, we buy that mould, we, we've not made, been able to make it. Everything else, we've worked with uh, potters to design the the actual candle mould so it's actually an, an awful lot of workers into the, the design process 
Uh, and once we got the mould made, uh, which is a master cast in, in clay, we then get this uh, rubber latex solution to make uh, rub the ru- clearly the rubber moulds from which we make the candles. Oh, I see. Right. Okay. And in terms of how you the, the mixture that goes in to make a candle, then does that vary? Uh, it does. We use. Uh, we've always used uh, paraffin wax. Uh, so it's a byproduct of the paraffin industry, uh, which may not exist in some years' time. I, I appreciate, but uh, we've always, and we con- I, I continue, uh, we buy it from the same supplier who supplies uh, um, the royal family, and has had the crest from Prince Charles for many years. So we think if it's if the wax is good enough for the royal family, it's good enough for us. Absolutely. And then how do you get the colour into them? Uh, with different colour dyes. So we sort of play around with dyes to get the right colour so they're all made in small batches so you'll always see that the reds are always slightly subtly different as are the greens and the ones which look like they've got snow on the top we dip those initially in white wax and then let a little bit of it set on the edge of the mould pour it out and then fill it with a different colour Oh, very clever. So you've really got these Christmas trees here in red, in green, and in a sort of a whitish cream colour? Yes, indeed. And we've got a variety of other... So we make lots of other different candles for sort of museums. So we, we, do, we do some historic places. So we got from the, the Tower of London, the Palace of Westminster, Windsor Castle. Uh, a lot of cathedrals up in the north of England sell our candles. Durham Cathedral, York Minster, the Yorvik Centre, places along the Roman Wall. My goodness me, you get around then. Uh, yes, indeed. And I've got a, we've, got, we've got about 50, 60 different styles of mould. So today is just predominantly Christmas candles. Right, indeed. If people want to find out more, how do they do that? Uh, go to www.candlestickmaker2.co.uk. Candlestickmaker2.co.uk. Thank you very much for talking to me. It's a pleasure. Thank you for your time. And that completes our coverage of the Weybridge Town Christmas Market uh, this Saturday in Weybridge and our thanks to the Weybridge Town Business Group for organising the event and we look forward to the next event Brooklyn's Radio Loving Events in Surrey